0: Every heart, every woman. Ooh. Every heart, every woman. It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, every Woman. Every
1: Heart, Every Woman.
0: Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. to move forward as we share our life experiences mm-hmm. every, heart, every, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every heart every woman now here's your host carla nivens Welcome to the show
1: everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some great music. This is Be Exalted. It is performed by my friend David Lucky. Sit back and enjoy.
0: Thank you. i no. Welcome
1: back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Well, I hope you enjoyed Be Exalted. That is performed by my friend David Lucky. That song is available for downloading everywhere you download music. Um, what I'll show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Also, check out my website. Check out carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, I'm so excited to welcome for the first time to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show, Angela Canada. Angela has been a substitute teacher for an independent school district. She has um, participated on PTA boards for over 10 years. She's been a public school ambassador for over seven years and on the scholarship review board for over five years. She's is also a regular volunteer at her church for uh, 12 plus years in various ministries, but her day job is actually in finance. And I've asked Angela to come here um, to our radio show because She is a mom. She's a mom of two beautiful girls. And I think that moms run the world. Well, moms and teachers run the world, right? I don't think anybody would argue with me when I say that. And so I've invited Angela to come and to talk to us about college prep. That's one thing that's on everyone's mind. And I know, um, Angela, you have a very, um, you kind of kind of have a, a unique process and you were referred to me actually, because I have one in college and our son is about to, he's about to start his uh, senior year next year. And this mom was saying, you need to talk to Angela and talk to her about college prep and scholarship and and how to decide what kind of college you want for your for your um, for your young person because she said that you were really excellent in that area so I'm so excited to have you on she's like what no I'm so excited to have you on because (laughs) we'd like to have these kind of conversations with moms moms run the world honestly moms and teachers run the world so welcome Angela
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's um, nice to be here. Um, I can't say I'm a guru on this um, type of topic or anything, but I have one in college. Um, She's in her second year of college, and I have one that's in her second year of high school. So um, it can be overwhelming to um, be able to have to go through trying to figure out what to do. So um, there's doesn't seem to be a class or course for it. So having these conversations or even having a board or open forum for it does help out. So hopefully I'm able to help out somebody tonight. Yeah,
1: well, we appreciate that. I know you will. I know you will help. Um, Let me ask you this. Can you give us, I'm gonna start off here. This, This is an easy one, right? Can you give us your top five things high schoolers should do to prepare for college?
0: Okay. Um, Some of the things that I think may be important outside of getting good grades, because colleges will pay for um, good grades. Whether you think you're a good student or a bad student, um, I say work at getting good grades. Uh, A lot of times schools give you more than one chance to take tests or um, get tutoring or something. Do all of that to help improve your um, your GPA. Um, The other thing is uh, I would suggest kids take dual credits. There's AP classes and sometimes they feel like that you have to be in a certain, um, have a certain grade or a certain um, brightness about you to take AP classes. I believe that you can take AP classes um, without recommendations or with recommendations. And if it's hard for you, you can always go down or whatever, but I would say recommend that or dual credits. Dual credit class is different from an AP class and whereas When you're taking the class, sometimes it's taught by a professor or by a, um, a lot of times it's taught by a professor uh, outside the school and you're getting credit for high school credit and you're getting credit for college credit. So when you're finished with that class, you actually only have to take one test as opposed to AP class, you may have to take a second test to um, qualify for college credits. So definitely dual credits, look at that all the time. Um, And then... Another thing is volunteering, volunteering, sometimes being on a scholarship review board, a lot of times they do look for like things you have done outside of school, like volunteering, being part of the community. They want a diverse student. They want somebody that is um, doing other things besides doing a student, being a student. If you're not very athletic or sometimes you're not into the arts, you can always still volunteer and do other things to help in the community. Let me see, another thing is uh, visiting colleges and screening colleges while you're in high school. In our school district, a lot of the uh, things are emphasized on college readiness and getting ready for college and getting the kids in the mindset for college. So in grade school, they have like a college day where you can wear your favorite college shirt to school it doesn't matter which college, any college. They, that's what they kind of want you to go to. In middle school, sometimes they'll take field trips to colleges as early as middle school, and in high school, that's something that's also encouraged. And then, um, the last thing that I feel like that's important um, are some of the classes that are electives are considered electives in class in high school. Maybe an avid class, avid class, or um, <clears> the <throat> uh, SAT. Well, ACT readiness class or ACT prep class, I don't know what they call it in different schools, but they will have that in SAT readiness class. Now, with the um, ACT in the SAT readiness class or prep classes, they will help you um, prepare for college and do the things that you need to do step by step. They may even have you bring in forms or documents that you need to fill out while you're in class as part of a class assignment, doing your essays and things like that for colleges. So you can look for that inside of a a school. The AVID classes, which um, sometimes you have to meet certain criteria to be in AVID classes, but AVID is like an acronym for advancement via um, individual determination. So what that is, it's a, a nonprofit organization program designed to help students develop their um, skills that they need to be successful in college. So y'all can look for those. And some of those classes start as early as middle school. So they can look for AVID classes in middle school and then carry that over into high school. So that's something to look for. And a lot of parents don't know that that may be available. Um, <clears throat> so those are basically, I didn't like number them off, but I think that's about five items that yeah. might help. Yeah, um, that's
1: it is. I'm glad that you gave us that list to start off. I can say that I'm going back in my mind, back and forth between our two children. And we hit, they'll probably not hit all five of those on with each child. But mm-hmm. um, I remember when um, our daughter had the opportunity to take advit and it really helped her and helps her to learn how to, Um, organize everything and, you know, yeah, get, get ready for college and how to study and all those things. And yes, Mm -hmm. they, they do help you um, with filling out forms and doing all of the things that maybe number one, you forgot, you know, how to do all those um, for college because it's been a while since you um, applied for colleges or if you didn't go and you want to make sure that there are no holes and you know, right. as you're you don't getting want your child them. ready, right?
0: Yes, avid and also religion. those, some of those avid classes have like field trips and they open, they expose you to like college expos and things like that. And it makes you, it gets you, the child excited for college. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, you may not know, or you see so many. Kids at an expo or something like that, and you see so many colleges there. It gets a, a, a child um, excited for college mm-hmm. and ready to move on to their um, next phase.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And and the you know the going on the college trips. Um, my daughter, she chose her college on those college trips. So every year right. when she was able to go, she would go, and um, she chose her college before we even went. And then you know, and she was right. like, "This is the one I want." I've been three years in a row, and I've liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. three years in a row.
0: Yeah, so
1: yeah. those things it makes really a big do difference help
0: when you see the campus. Right, right. Yeah,
1: those things really do help. And and then that dual credit, man, that dual credit has saved us some money.
0: Yes. You take that in high school. That's the key word because you're talking about scholarships and money. That's the key word saving money. Because if you can get wrap up 12, 15, 18 credits before you graduate from high school, you're ahead of the game. And a lot of the schools have those programs, or even I don't know about um, at home, home homeschools or anything like that. I'm in public schools. So outside of that, they, it offers so much that like one of my daughter's friends, um, when she started college, she was basically um, in her third year, although mm-hmm. she was considered a freshman and she was a new student, she was already basically starting in her third year by the time she got finished with high school. So right. it gives, and that saves so much money, right? not having right. to be for two years or a year and a half or even a, two semesters yeah. of college. Right, right. We
1: we have found that dual credit is you know has been the way to go, um, and um, our son will be like that. He will start
0: well really good.
1: as a, as a junior, and mm-hmm. um, and then we told him because then you know you can you can weigh your options. Either you can just go two years, or you can get your masters. You know right. you might go two more years and um, make it four years altogether and get your masters and
0: right. you know and you can-
1: say... Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. yeah. Excellent. That's excellent. And it's, it's, even though it's, like you said, they may be classified as a junior, they're still a freshman or first year. So they're right. still treated like a, a freshman, even if it's, you know, they have the college credits. Yes. So, but it's good because they still need that transition time as far right. as learning to be on campus and stuff. Right.
1: Right. So, Angela, when do you encourage your children to start applying
0: to colleges? Um, Well, through the SAT prep class and different classes in the school, they helped with that. Um, It was at the end of junior year, basically, to apply for colleges. A a lot of it was like research and um, things like that leading up to the junior year. But at the end of junior year, because they get colleges get inundated with a lot of applications. Sometimes they don't want applications earlier than that, only because they have a lot of applications to go through. So <clears throat> I would say the end of the summer of your junior year and during your junior year summer, scholarships, looking for scholarships, applying for scholarships. So yeah, and then you can get um, looked at for early admissions. At a college in your early in your senior year. So I'm, what I'm saying is at the end of your junior year, start applying and looking for those colleges and doing college tours heavily. You can look for stuff always before that and um, show your interest, uh, ask for request for information, brochures and all those type of things prior to that. But to actually send an application, because also some of the things that you need for the applications are like your test scores, which a lot of times you don't have your SAT scores or your ACT scores prior to that. So sometimes you need those for your admissions and you need your um, uh, school ranking and your school transcript. So if you get it before your junior year or the end of your junior year, sometimes you don't have all the information anyway. Mm -hmm. So you need all that information anyway. So
1: two things: one, you said I heard you say in that answer that your you encourage um, children to take
0: the SAT prep class. Is that what you said? There's a some schools have a ACT prep class. I don't know what they may call it in your school, and okay. an SAT readiness or SAT prep class. I don't know what they call it in each individual school or school district, but there's classes that usually are available in um, the Texas ISDs. Um, Being from the PTA, going to some of those um, summer meetings, you get to meet up with several ISDs, like every ISD from Texas. There's well over a thousand schools, you know, high schools, thousands of high schools. Mm-hmm. So you get to find out a lot of information about what their school districts are doing. And a lot of them do have those prep classes okay. available. So,
1: Yeah, that's that's a great point. So if you, you're you taking, um, you know, go to your school counselor, go go up to the school and ask about the SAT readiness or the ACT prep class. And then you will also get that extra help. Um, so I you have
0: to talk to your counselor about it.
1: Yeah. So I have a friend of mine. um, This is when I started thinking about applying. So our daughter, we didn't have her apply to colleges when she was a junior. But um, I had a friend of mine post on her Facebook that her daughter got early acceptance um, at the end of her junior year. And then she was able, when she ran um, cross country for her Mm -hmm. senior year that school that she was already accepted to you know the her coach said you know look look at our look at our um, look at our student for your school because she's already accepted and then she ended up getting scholarship right um, right. from from that because she was already accepted and and already saying that yes i want to go there so there are so many advantages once you get that done Your junior year, then you can, um, like you said, already have that peace of mind that I am, you know, already accepted into college. My senior year, I'm concentrating on on, um, continuing to keep my grades up and finding scholarships. Right. Yeah,
0: that's that's the the main goal at that point, because a lot of kids during their senior year, they don't even have a whole lot of classes to Mm -hmm. finish because they finish finished most of their requirements by the time their senior year comes. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your school district, whether you're allowed to leave school or there's other electives or even an extra college course that you can take in your senior year to just beef up that, um, that situation. So like some of the things that, uh, I made some notes on some of those things, um, like start looking for schools at your, the end of your eighth grade year um, for, like when you were saying uh, encourage your students who are applying for colleges. So when you're looking for a school, you can go to that college's website. When you look at the college's website, what you're gonna look for is um, the type of things that they offer and what qualifications that you're needing to get into that school. So like they're looking for test scores, certain test scores, grades or whatever, and make sure that you're meeting those qualifications and that you may be setting these goals in high school so that you can make sure that you meet the qualifications to get into school that you're interested in. Um, Check yourself and see if you're um, on track for these goals. If you're like a little behind, you can be for classes in the summer, take extra classes during the summer to help um, bring you up to speed. During your sophomore year, you can gather information, ask around and maybe visit some of the schools and request information from the schools. A lot of times, once you start requesting information, then you know that you're interested in that school. Send applications over to um, your junior year in high school and um, go visit colleges and ask questions, network with people, find, you know, schools that find like what your passions are. And um, uh, I guess that's about it when it comes to like applying to to colleges and trying to find the college you're interested in. So
1: when, when you're, when you were choosing like your personal, uh, you have one in college. So when you were choosing um, her school, you, did you rank them by, you know, she, her passions and her desires or this, and then they have this school, particular school has a top program in that area yes. and you start ranking them like that. Okay.
0: Yes. Like she, when she first went away to school, she was interested in nursing. So she looked at schools that were um, good in, in nursing that were actually at the level of where she wanted to be at. Okay. Um, she had a, she had a journal with the schools that, with the pros and cons and the different demographics and things about the school. And, of course, the socialization, that's important <laughs> with the kids. When all they love. of the kids, yes. <laughs> yes. That, that, and that, there's a website for that the, um, that will help with that. It's called um, niche.com. That's one of what resources that we use a lot, N-I-C-H-E.com. We okay. use that a lot. It tells you everything you need to know about this school. And they even have reviews from some of the parents and some of the students on that website. It ranks the schools. It gives you the like what college readiness you need, what kind of scores you need to get in, how much it costs, the demographics, and everything. It's a beautiful website. Okay. Um, and another thing that my younger daughter, she's actually started using an app called. Um, uh, I, I have to look and see what was the app. Did you forget it. it okay, was-
1: Angela, it's time for us to take a break. So let's let's find out the name of that app. I. You just said niche.com. So I want to make sure that everybody heard that. But let's take a break. And I want to get back to these nuggets in just a minute.
0: Heart Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Heart, now let's get everyone. back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens.
1: Welcome back everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Just go to their website, Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Also, um, go ahead and check out my website. It's carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, we are getting some really great nuggets, and I'm learning things as well from uh, this mom. We say moms and teachers run the world, and I'm sure nobody will um, fight me over that that fact. So we are talking to mom, Angela Canada. Angela uh, has been a substitute teacher in an independent school district. She's been on PTA boards for over 10 years, a public school ambassador for over seven years, and on the scholarship review board for over five years. And Angela, first of all, um, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom because I know you learned this and picked this up um, along the way, but you are really helping us um, as you're, you know, kind of downloading this information to us. So we really appreciate that. I know when we stopped from the break, you just mentioned niche.com, nich com, And then you also said there's an app that your daughter used. What was the name of that app?
0: Yeah, my younger daughter had an app called College Fair. Uh, she she found it on, and there's more than one. If you look up college app, there's several different kinds. Okay. And what she liked about it is uh, it it told you about the school it helped you to rank the schools. It helped you to um, find out the si- about the size of the school, what the schools offered. And you can actually um, narrow it down to what you're really looking for in a school on this app. And it's something that you have on your phone, and it's, you can tell them like what size classes you want in, what size, uh, what's your major, and stuff. And it'll pull up the schools that um, meet your criteria. So it's like the opposite of you meeting their criteria. Put in what you want in a school and it'll pull up the schools that might meet that criteria. Some of them might be a little bit outside of that. But other than that, yeah, it's it's a nice little app for I don't have it on my phone, but my daughter had it on her phone. Yeah, was, man, that's
1: that's great. That's a great nugget for everybody. So college, your daughter uses College Fair. Uh, fair is spelled F-A-I-R. But you said there are more. Um, there yes. there are other ones as well
0: which you find several different kind that might do that same type of thing I don't know what the other ones do but yeah there, there's apps out there for that
1: yeah I love that I love to know that um and also if your student maybe isn't that interested um is you know and that pumped up that you you know like you want them to be maybe that app could help because Um, Our young people are on their phones all the
0: time,
1: (laughs) all the time. So if there's, you know, you tell them, okay, get on college fair, you know, and and let me know how it goes. That's that that really could help. I like that. So, Angela, tell me this. There are so many schools of thought out there, especially among parents, you know, as you're chatting with parents, some Parents want to make all the decisions for the child. Some just really want to be there and be like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just telling you. And some really want to be there when the child, you know, is making decisions. And some children are on their own. They're just making decisions yeah, they and then know, they, know, they inform the things parents.
0: Things coming, like you're on your own. You're 18. You're, we're done. Yes. 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 We, 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 so, and I've met parents on both ends of the spectrum.
1: Yes, yes. What what do you recommend in 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 your opinion? I know there are so many schools of thought. What do you recommend? How involved should the parents be in this decision?
0: To me, you have to you have to gauge that a little bit to see if you feel like your student needs some more independence and you need to back off some. You can do that, but as the, I noticed that as my child was in high school, that the staff was encouraging the students to do more things on their own. Um, Technically when they are 18, you have no business in their business, period. When you're, you cannot go to that college. You can't say anything or on their behalf, unless they allow you to, you can't look at their finance situation or anything, unless they allow you to. So is you get involved as much as they will let you. And, um, I just I feel like that they even at 18 they're still young they still need guidance and they still it depends on your relationship my relationship with my daughter she um didn't want to go to a school that was too far away but far enough away where I'm not going to pop up so she wanted to she wanted that nice balance it worked for us and but she had a lot of questions about the financing um different things it's still journey to adulthood so it's going to be um, a transition that is, is going to depend on the personality of that child. Some children are more independent and some children need more guidance, but may not even say it. So you have to kind of feel it out. So um, some I try to feel it out um, and try to let her go until, okay, do you really, do you need my help? Do you need me to bounce back on? Because you don't want to have to keep coddling them until they're 26 or 27 years old. You know, so it's um it's it's hard to balance that, but with my my daughter, uh, we do communicate a lot. we do talk a lot, and a lot of times we bounce ideas off of each other or I may give her some ideas, but ultimately the decision is hers. So hmm. it's, yeah, it's it just, and then you already know as a parent that there's a lot of information when you're first going into college. There's a lot of uh, terms and rhetoric that they might not know about. And it's just, uh, I don't know, just some things that are overwhelming and maybe out of their scope of knowledge. So you you may need to be there to be able to explain and to decipher some of that stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We,
1: our, our daughter is more, um, you know, she wants to do it herself. She wants to figure, figure everything out, but, Um, like you said, for herself. Um, And she chose her school when we weren't even there. She went on the school trips and she chose Mm -hmm. her school and said, this is the school I want to go to. And she informed us. And um, we, we honored her decision, but inevitably there are, you know, things that she, you know, so when they're that age, they are 18 and they, Mm -hmm you know, she got to a point where she said, okay, I don't understand this. I don't know what this term is. I don't know what that term is. And then at that time we said, okay, you know, and of course this this is during COVID. So she's taking all her meetings via Zoom and we said, just send us the Zoom invite. And, and then of course, whoever she was meeting with, she had to tell them, these are my parents and I give them permission to you know, yeah, so you you've been process. there. You
0: understand, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. When you're 18, you you can't be in their business. They don't let you. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Which honestly, you know, I I kind of like. I still kind of feel like that she's, you know, she has us, and when she mm-hmm. cannot figure it out, or you know, she bump her head a little bit. She will call us and take us there. and then we just say, okay, go backwards, take us through what you did, you know, what were you yeah. thinking, what didn't work. And then sometimes we say, you know what, when you didn't understand this first part, <laughs> that was the time to call and ask yeah. us. But she just has that independent spirit. So she's gonna take it, you know, to the you know, it's to the to the ninth degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but we also like that about her, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really like that. And we want to encourage her to, you know, make decisions, but we also try to teach her when you, when you run into something like this is, this is for real now. So this, these grades, you know, stick around and everything. So when you get to something that you don't know, and you don't understand a couple of terms, call us, you know, we'll. Ask for help. Even
0: as a grown up, you need help. And it's like, you know we're in a world where information is um, available to us on instantly in so many ways. but it's we're also in, getting to a space where when we need help, we're learning to ask for help, right. even as an adult. And I think that that's something that is helpful to some of these kids. And then on the other hand, there's kids that just don't have that support. Mm-hmm. and it's it's good that they that your child has that support whenever she may need it. But there's some kids out there that have to do it on their own. They have no choice. So you know, just getting information or getting a form or some kind of information will be helpful to them.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, Angela, we try to, when, when she does ask us for help, we try mm-hmm. to step in and help her and then step back out. Right, so right, right. That You know, we
0: move.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Like we just handle that situation, help her handle that situation and then talk her through it. Sometimes a lot of times talk her through probably when she should have asked us back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we step right back out because then we helped her, you know, problem solve a little bit. And then hopefully the next time she'll be able to do it. You know, And the
0: more so practice that they get, yeah. that problem solving, they can do it more and more on their own. My daughter is actually um, finishing up her second year, but she's technically a third year student because of those um, classes, those high school mm-hmm. classes. And it's, there were times where she did not know some things or whatever. So she was able to be able to experience her freshman year pre-COVID. So it, there are a lot of things that may have changed during that time or whatever, but it's, it's different for a lot of the, um, high school freshmen. I mean, um, the college freshmen going in now, right. All, right. All my classes mm-hmm. it's a little bit tougher on some of the things.
1: Right. Right. It, it really is. It's, it's a little bit tougher. It kind of alters the experience a little bit. So now let's talk about scholarships. Okay. Um, how do you think that the process of finding scholarships is intimidating or do you feel like you have some best practices that, or helpful t- tips that you could share with us?
0: Um, it to me, the process of looking for scholarships. Part of that has been some of the most difficult as far as finding money for school. Um, it is a little bit mind blowing. Although I did have my daughter filling out a lot of applications, um, I would say that trying to get information about scholarships from people is kind of difficult. It seems like it is a locked secret <laughs> that people don't want to want to share, talk about or give out to anybody without getting money for it. Mm. Okay, so that that's that part. But as far as me finding scholarships for my daughter, we do find scholarship money for her every year she has found scholarship money. Okay. And she, at least I think the least amount uh, she has gone into um, college with at least two to six thousand dollars per semester. Okay. That's so, awesome. yeah, and the places that we have found your high school website is a place to start. And I've helped some of my friends look at their um, child's high school. What's your high school? And there, like, list of um, scholarships that they have available. Through that high school or that the high school has found and made a list. Most of the, the high schools that I have looked at have resources that have that available. A lot of times the um, counselors may not know about everything, so as a parent you may need to go on there and explore yourself and look for those scholarships. I have even looked at other um, school scholarship websites and just Google scholarship. I'm not going to say Google, it's in their search engine, but um, looked up scholarships and gotten information that may help my child while I'm helping somebody else's child. Mm -hmm. Look for these things. That's the first place you look at. If you have already um, been accepted to a school or you have a list of schools or your top list of schools, go to that school's website and look for scholarships. So whatever college that you're interested in, in, higher education or whatever they also offer a lot of scholarships there so if um and that's where we find most of my daughter's scholarships now she's an undergraduate student but she still needs money to fund her education as long as you have an education to fund look for those scholarships I tell people keep looking it doesn't matter even if you feel like you have the money to pay for for the school Look for those scholarships. Mm-hmm. And even when there were times where we have finished paying for the semester, some scholarships came through a month later or uh, whatever. And she may get a refund from the school because those scholarships cover different bills or there's right. different things. And she's able mm-hmm. to hold on to that in case she needs it for next semester. So, yeah. Can, so those are the two main places. Niche.com also has a lot of scholarships on there. We were not awarded any from Niche.com. But she fills out applications on there all the time. They have a ton of scholarships and people qualify for, um, can qualify for scholarships on there and they have where you can put in your criteria and they'll show you with scholarships or pull up with scholarships that you may be, um, qualified for. Um, another place to look after those two major places in your community, um, Different local businesses in your community may have scholarships. Your parents' workplace may have scholarships. If your uh, parent is a veteran or in the military uh, or some other type of profession, look for those places for scholarships. And she, my daughter, was awarded um, a few from the community. Look for your churches, other organizations that may offer those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love those. Those are helpful tense, helpful tips because we, you know, and like you said, even if you think that you have it covered, there there may be something out there that maybe you are uniquely, you know, um, set up to to get because and, and also what about the, the hobbies and the special skills, you know, when you're looking for the scholarships. Well, I had a friend one time that worked at a college and they had scholarship money for people, not even if you were a music major, but just if you would sing in the choir for the school, they had a scholarship and he would have a hard time giving them, giving the money away. And we, you know, we would try to tell people, well, just go to that school, you know, major in what you want to major in and get that you know, get right. get that uh, choir scholarship, get, get in the choir. And that was, I don't know, for some reason that was kind of a hard sale. but even <laughs> things like that, like singing the school choir. Okay. There are A
0: lot yeah. of unique scholarships out there. I've seen some crazy ones. I'm telling you, we, we, and, um, a thing was like, Looking for scholarships for my older daughter, I found scholarships that my younger daughter was qualifying for when she was in middle school. I'm like, oh, I didn't know there were this many types of scholarships out there. Some of the the scholarships have essays to them. Some of them don't. A lot of them will have like a, a, a prompt that'll say, what sh- if you were a crayon, what color would you be? I mean ridiculous stuff like that. If you were ice cream, what flavor would you be? And I mean <laughs> A Ben & Jerry scholarship. If you were ice cream, what flavor would you be? It could be a Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper has scholarships every year, this scholarship. So I need to look again. And that's something that we look for all the time. Even though my daughter is already in college, we look for scholarships all the time for her throughout the year. She's probably just finished filling out at least two or three um, last month. So, yeah, we're going to continue doing that and hopefully it'll fund her next year and next year. But so far, we've been blessed with being able to get funding and money for her through different various ways. But it is difficult to get people to give up information about <laughs> the scholarship secret. <laughs> right. Right. Well, hey, we we love it that you're sh-
1: <laughs> that you are uh sharing that today with us. No, we we. Truly, truly, truly appreciate it, and I'm I'm the first one taking notes, <laughs> you know, as you're talking. So, so I appreciate that. How has um, your daughter enjoyed her? You said she's in her second year. How has she enjoyed her second year of college? Because it, it, obviously, it was different than her
0: first year. She it was very different, and she was not. Um, uh, it, it was difficult going back on campus and not being able to communicate and get around the way that they used to. She's like, at first she was like, if I had known it would have been like this, I'm just sitting in my room and taking these classes. I could have stayed at home and did this, but I think still being out there and having that experience is still to me, If it, it helps her to be more independent and still helps her to um, socialize with other people and her campus is opening more. They're doing some other activities. They have some outdoor activities today. And pe- the campuses are getting more creative when it comes to this COVID thing where they're doing the social distancing and doing more social distancing um, events that help the um, kids to get out and, um, get and enjoy this weather. So I think at first she was apprehensive and she went, came home a lot. And then after her second semester, it started tapering off and because even I was like, "Okay, you're coming home too much. And then after the second semester, she was like, oh, I won't be home this month at all. I'm like, "Okay, cool. And I didn't have a problem with that. And so as she her comfort zone got better at school, she became more like okay, I can do this. And she was enjoying it. She was having fun. She blossomed. She opened up and she was very, she was a shy type of person, but she really, I'm like, you're talking to people, you're socializing. It was nice to see and see that change in her. And it's like, you will see a difference in your kid if they go away to school. You really will. Almost every parent I talked to has seen their child blossom or open up in different types of way. So I think it's helpful. Yeah, that's wonderful.
1: So you feel like all of this whole process, the going, you know, searching for scholarships, even back to ranking schools at first, you know, Mm -hmm. going through ranking schools, making that decision, going back, searching for scholarships, still searching for scholarships every year. You feel like all of that's worth it.
0: Yes. Yes. It's arduous, but... um, just the experience, spending the time with your kid as they're making this transition, as they're making the transition from high school into college, and they're into their early adulthood. Is mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed spending that time with her, talking about the different schools and learning about the different schools, visiting the different campuses. To even the, now with COVID, the camp there are many campuses that have college tours they're COVID friendly, but you can still see what the facilities are like, what's available, even with the limited um, access to different things or whatever. But it lets you have an, uh, an eye on what it would feel like to be on campus. And I think that's important to go visit um, a school, even if it's not the school that you plan on going to, try some of those college visits. Mm-hmm. That was a hard
1: sell for my daughter because she she you know already decided on her school and we kept saying but we should go to these other campuses <laughs> and mm-hmm. and see them and you should hear you know hear their their presentation and let them walk you around and see different dorm rooms and all of this mm-hmm. you know and She, I mean, she reluctantly did it. Like I said, she is very, this is our independent child. Um, She was very independent, but she did it. But then, even then, she said, okay, this was fun to compare the schools. Mm -hmm. She still stayed with her school, compare my school to other schools.
0: (laughs) And that's basically her tour was about her comparing her school (laughs) to these other schools. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But my daughter had a list of schools that she liked. And um, my younger daughter, she actually, I think, started visiting colleges before my older daughter did because her school was just in that mind frame. And when she was Mm -hmm. in sixth grade, they did a Texas college tour where they visited like four or five schools in a weekend. um, Some like two or three day tour. Mm -hmm. And it was it was amazing. She loved it. Now, with my older daughter, she had her list of schools, and we planned on visiting. a list of five; she had narrowed down to five, and we planned to visit every single one of those schools. We did, I think, two or th- two or three in one day in one weekend, and we just went, did the furthest away and came closer to home. And the the thing about visiting the, the colleges is um, just exposing yourself to what they have available and seeing what they um, what the campuses have is is helpful and just some of the other tips is make sure you do your FAFSA, F A S F A, for grants and other things. Make sure that gets done. It opens every October first. That's important to get done because a lot of um, information comes through there to the colleges. And just stay on top of those scholarships and fill them out.
1: We love it. Thank you so much, Angela, for sharing your tips. I mean, this really, really, truly helps us. And personally, it helped me. So uh, thank you so much, everyone. I want you to have a great week. We'll see you back here next week.